Hi, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast, Last Week in Parenting, um, with myself, Ami McClure, and my husband, Justin McClure. And thank you for joining us. If you have yet to subscribe, please do on Apple Podcasts or wherever else it may be you listen to podcasts. Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Napster. Napster? MySpace. Uh, your grandmother's basement. I, don't I know. had to look at you. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what people listen to podcasts, but wherever you listen to podcasts, um, and uh, yeah, we'll keep it short. Uh, but basically, it does help us on Apple Podcasts. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or you can, it helps if you subscribe and leave a, re- a review there. Hopefully, a positive review. Don't go there and say, I hate these people. One star. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you that's do, how you really feel. Unless you do hate us. Hopefully, well, who knows? People who hate do like to listen to other people they don't like, right? I, yeah. But I, hope, I don't think we've done anything. Well, no, they won't even listen. They'll just... I, I wonder if anybody hates me. Such a strong... I, we didn't mean to start this way. By the way, this is what the podcast is about, is that, uh, you know, Ami and I are candid and colorful, and, you know, we want to give people more an unedited uh, glimpse into our lives, because we think our, behind, our, behind the videos and the... Um, deliberate material that we make you know we have, we're funny and we have a, a fun life so did you just say i'm funny i am hilarious no but did you just say i'm funny by saying we're funny did you just say that i'm well funny? i'm carrying the load in the funny i've never heard you say that you're, you're kind of like the sidekick who kind of like you know kicks in um you know like i'm batman and you're robin so robin you know, often saves there. batman so <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow uh back to what i was saying i was saying i hope nobody hates me that's uh Weird thing, but yeah, I've, I have noticed that that people who do not, and I don't like the word hate, so I'll say dislike. But I found that uh, if people, and I, I guess I've been guilty of this, if I strongly dislike someone or their agenda, I, I will not follow them, but I'll look at look them up on you know their YouTube or whatever, and like I don't like them. I, I'm not, not that I, not that I wish them to do bad or or not well. I just wonder if they if I still don't like them, like are, do they still adhere to the same principles that made me upset in the first place <laughs> that is some energy spent i don't have it you don't do that no no, no i mean I, I don't do it actively but i'm saying no i mean i know you don't comment on you wouldn't comment anything there but i mean i just i don't even have the well no not now but i'm more i guess i'm more saying um you know when i was doing stand-up comedy full-time um, and i yeah i think uh your your uh your competitors yes <laughs> and i can say that when I was doing it full time, when I was making a living at it, it was so competitive that you're wondering what clubs are going to book, you know, peers that that you know, and you're often wondering how funny they are or if they're getting the the gig above you. Because at my level of comedy, you know, I wasn't a, a household name, but I was I was funny enough to get to get booked. But so were like a lot of other people. But I was always wonder because I'm not a big name. You're not a big draw when you're doing comedy. If these other people that aren't big names, um, are they getting booked and I'm not? And you're, oh, I don't want them to get booked. I hope they're not funny anymore. And like, so. Thank goodness that was a previous life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now I can say, obviously, if you're super secure in who you are and you're confident, then you, then you won't care. You just do what you do. But obviously, um, you know, going back to my comedy days, I, I think, you know, I was funny. I had a funny act, but I ultimately wasn't completely comfortable. Um, otherwise, I, I wouldn't have cared. But. Yeah, I, I would look up people and I was like, okay, what are they up to? And then um, sometimes I'd say, oh, man, they are really funny. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but anyhow, I am so glad that I uh, have, I guess not evolved from that life, but uh, yeah, I'm not, that was a previous life, and um, um, I can't say that I look up anybody now and, and, and I dislike them or whatever, but I wonder if people who, if somebody... All that, all that mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> Does anybody dislike us, and are they looking, are they listening to this right now, hoping that... Um, they dislike us more. Well, I hope not. I hope we change your mind. You know, we're just a, a good family trying to... Wow, you sound like Mr. Rogers now. If I sound like Mr. Rogers, then I, I will take that because you know how much I love Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. There we go. That's a good thing that I didn't plan on talking about. But um, one person that I really love, and it might sound corny, is Mr. Rogers. Good Fred guy. Rogers. I think that... Uh, his example of a human being is just uh, unmatched, and I think that more than ever we need those type of examples for our kids. So speaking yes. of last week in parenting, it's you know that's kind of what our ethos is here in our drive and our delivery is to hopefully be inspiration and inspire ourselves to be better parents and to be better people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that... Um not even each week, each day, each moment that passes with your kids and, and, you know, different scenarios, different things come up, different disciplinary situations, and you think back and wonder, did I handle that in the best way? Um, You know, did I listen the best? Did I, you know, all all the different things as a parent you (laughs) hope that you, you can do your best with. We can never be perfect, but, you know, just trying to constantly figure out what is our best approach for our children specifically especially you know we everybody knows every child is different um, and needs different things so we can only do what is best for our own in our households and will help them grow in the best way but we can do our best for them and what what I mean by that is that we can do our best and a lot of times um, we know we're not doing our best and uh, I always, sometimes I say, what would Mr. Rogers do? Like, what, what would he think? Like, I, I really love his... Um, well, Mr. Rogers <sighs> most certainly would not put on a Santa Claus costume. Well, you know... I, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I think I'm a bit more playful and, you know, but um, in Mr. Rogers' style, I, I just loved his compassion. And the, what I really love about Mr. Rogers, ultimately, is how he put himself in the eyes of the child Mm -hmm. and he would almost empathetically look at something from the child's point of view and I think that's a beautiful thing and I think our our kids are in Montessori Uh, I think they do the same thing and I think that is one thing that I'm trying to learn from right now is instead of pushing my agenda on my kids like what do I want them to do I you know I want them to take off their shoes when they walk in the house I want them to stop running in the house I need to look at things from their side and compassionately speak to them like I understand why they're doing this and not just tell them to stop, right? And, and, and it can be difficult to do because we're adults and you know, adults are like, oh, I'm, I'm the adult, you do what I say. And I, I don't agree with that because I, I, just, I just know how I was raised that I got yelled at and obviously it, it has no effect when, when you raise your voice at a child it has no effect on a child it doesn't well it does have an effect it has a negative the complete effect. opposite effect of what what you would want or what you intend because their system their brain just processes it as stress so they don't hear you they're not listening they 
don't even know what you just said. Now they're stressed and they're emotional and they're crying and they're whatever it is, whatever reaction a child has, rather than, oh, okay, did I just do something? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it, it loses the point. Yeah, and, and I, I know that. And I think that's part of the effort and the strive to be a better parent is to um, ultimately look at your kids at every age. You know, the girls are five and they're, you know, they're not Ooh, wild. They are. They, but this is a, they're a handful. This is a testing age in a way. Um, and I think from now until probably 10 will be a very testing age because they're developing so much personality. I mean, they've always had a personality. Any of you who follows... Um, knows that, but you know they're developing very strong individual personalities, um, their own likes and dislikes, and from this point until probably about ten, it's it's always going to be a real test of parenting mm-hmm. because this is when they start forming their opinions and the whys and the you know and you can't just because 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 yeah. And, and those listening, if you have, I mean, not advice, we're not looking for advice, but we, we, I, I like to engage with people on your parenting style. And, you know, anybody who's listening um, that uh, has gone through this, um, you know, what are the mistakes you made? What are, the, what are your successes? I, I think for me, I am just trying to look at everything from a more empathetic point of view. And I think I look at, I think I do look at things from an empathy point point of view I'm not saying I need to like I don't but I could do a better job of that um like for instance uh, I, I'll just bring up an example like um when the girls and I say we need to do something or we need to you know go here or come here go, go eat they often move too slow for me and when I say when I say they move too slow for me I'm being you know I'm literally you're already admitting that. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. About for you. That's my agenda is that you're moving too slow for me. So I'm the parent, but it still doesn't matter. I need to do a better job of figuring out what is the compromise so that I don't get upset because I think they're moving too slow and we're going to be late or they're just like moving too slow so that I can move on to do something else. I, I need to do a better job of communicating um, this. I I think that the best thing is to make them understand, I don't want to say the urgency, but make them understand a concept of time in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, last week we were going to swim class um, and it was 4.20. Swim class starts at 4.30. We are 12 minutes from the swim class. I was like, girls, I've told you, been telling you to get dressed five times already. Now, when you're late to swim class and you miss the beginning, you can't be upset because this is why we're late. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got there, you know, five or seven minutes, five to seven minutes late, something like that. So they missed the beginning of the course. And they're like, everybody's already in the pool. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. everybody's already in the pool because, because you missed you it. guys dilly dally. Um, you know, so that was just one example of, of me trying to not because. And mommy, maybe that was because it wasn't a class for me, so I was able to take away from me, like, hurry, hurry, hurry. It was more like, it's for you. I don't really, I don't want to say I don't really care, but if you're late, oh, well, you know. But in a situation where it's like, we, I have to get somewhere, I can realize that I get more tense about that situation because I'm like, no, I have to be somewhere. You guys got to move faster. So I think just thinking that approach of helping them understand 
Well, I, I think you nailed it. I think, um, and I know this, this is like, I'm just, I, sometimes I reiterate things that I know and I'm maybe I'm not doing as well. <laughs> but I know that the success is talking to your child and having them understand mm -hmm. the implications of being late or you know, not being punctual and how rude things are. Um, but my problem is, and I'm going to say my problem is, I think it's my problem, maybe it's not, but I, I think in life, if I say something once, I shouldn't have to say it again. Not and with, you know, not it annoys me because you know how I am. It's like, I've, I, I already told you that. You can't, or I can't have that approach with my kids. I, I can't. I, I, I have to understand they're five and they're just developing memory. Jersey has no memory. I mean, can you imagine me? Jersey, I already told you that. I already told you not to go over there. What? You're going over there again? Go to your room. Well, you can't hear, you can't understand. He can't understand anything. I'm so mad. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, with the girls and, and also going back and, you know, just touching back with Mr. Rogers, one reason I, and people don't know this, I, I love watching Mr. Rogers. Me and the girls watch Mr. Rogers and, um, we don't watch enough of him. You know, if you watch him every day, that's that's not enough. But I really feel with Mr. Rogers, I, I loved how uh, he talked to every child just with respect. That's that, that, that's what I'm looking for with the respect, and that made these children respond to him, and it made them feel important. And at the end of every every episode, he would say that it's like you are important, you are special. And talking to a child that way is how you get them to respond. We do not get our children to respond by raising our voice or issuing our agenda on them. And um, I, know, I know I'm beating myself up, but I think I do you know, a, a relatively pretty good job or a real good job. But I want to do a good, good job all the time. And maybe it's, it's, it's impossible, um, but it bothers yeah, me. Of it, course. it bothers me if, if I do something that... And obviously it bothers me to the point where I, I, I apologize to the girls or to Jersey. Jersey, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> no. Well, I, you know, I apologize. But obviously I think the strive of being the best parent you can is to ultimately, um, I'd like to e eradicate all these problems, but I know that's unrealistic. Yeah, I think I, I, you have to take it in stride that there is no moments of perfection, not even just with parenting in general, like, you're going to do something in a way that you did not want to do it in a less than perfect way or less than um, harmonious way. And I try and accept those moments because I'm like, listen, I, I'm still a person and you still just worked my last nerve. So mm -hmm. I might've, I might've had a little, a little heavier reaction, but you know, as long as it's not to the point where it's abusive. And I think that's the, the thing. And I, and I say abusive that some people may not even realize that it is mm -hmm. because it doesn't have to be every day to be abusive. If yep. it's two times, three times a week, that's now ingrained in your child's mind. Yeah, but also mind. Our, our defense of or our support of abusive doesn't make it abusive or, or not abusive. So what I'm saying is that if I say, I only do it once a month or whatever, that's not abusive. I'm not the one to decide that. Yeah, but you can tell so by your right. child's. Behavior. I know, so I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying. saying you're right because if you do something, it, if somebody hits a child one time, I'm not abusive. I only did that one time, but you can't decide that because you're not on, you're not on the receiving end of that, mm -hmm. and the psychological and the emotional effect of what that has. How does that carry on? You know, you, you, you know, uh, a, a woman can get raped one time and, and ruin her life. 
So one time is a big deal. So when one when it, one time happens ever in life, like that that can be a serious thing. So I think as as you know, as parents, we need to understand that yelling one time or doing this one time, it's like we don't we don't know the effect that has on these kids. Of course, that's but uh, again, we are human beings. So you're going to have that moment. It's impossible unless you're literally going to restrain yourself, like cover your mouth, like move away, like because Can you I? have Do I have that option? Moving away? Sure. I mean yeah. because sometimes you're gonna have an immediate That's a joke, reaction. Everybody. And honestly I, I you know I think that definitely recently it's been less than um than used to be like just trying to think of better ways to speak with them. Um but in general I'm saying that in terms of talking about abusive, I'm saying you can tell in your child when it's to the point where now they're just, they just cower or they, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. If a child is doing that, then you know that it's abusive, whether it's the one time, two times, three yeah. times. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. when and, you can be like, okay, I, even if I did it once, but the next time I, I might have looked like I was going to raise my voice, my child, you know, cowered in the corner or whatever. Right. Then you're like, okay, I need to change something because that's not the reaction I want to see. Well, we know there's no cower in our girls. They are feisty little girls. And I, you know, I really observe them when I get onto them versus uh, just watching their response. So, for instance, like a lot of people on videos think the girls kind of backtalk me or they, uh, uh, they don't respect people, me. You know, people think that they, they take the teasing of you too far but but that shows you that there's that they know that they can be overly playful with us because we're playful with them right and you know as parents we're trying to i'm trying to figure out the line of like okay where can we stop being playful and, and humorous and like you know you have to listen or not do that but what i'm saying is like there's no cower in the girls as far as like they really know how to interact with us on on the banter side like sometimes it might go too far, but that's my job of, of letting them know they've gone too far. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of like if a parent is yelling at their child and the child just cowers in the corner. And at some point, they, they get afraid to say anything. They get afraid to talk. And I say this because of my own upbringing. I got yelled at a lot. And I just got to a point where I just didn't communicate with the people that were yelling at me because that's not, that's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Whereas, you know, you watch the girls and they, you know, they enjoy our banter or whatever. And I don't want to make it sound like we, we, we this, kind of, this conversation is just very open and, and just very authentic to you guys. And you know, we don't yell at the girls at all. You know, once in a while, um, I might raise my voice. And that's what we're talking about here is, are the times that um, we're asking ourselves, should we have done that? Is there, was there a better approach? Well. One thing also that I wanted to bring up uh, to you and I think to other fathers or uh, fathers who have daughters is that your relationship with them um, in all ways, how you discipline, how you talk to, how you react to the things they do, all that stuff, it, it highly affects their future decision making and what they will allow from a partner assuming that they will be dating men I hate even saying that but I feel like I have to be like <laughs> yeah let's be clear about things like we're I'm very uh, I don't, 
every time you say something, you know, it's like we had a video about Jersey and it was like a little girl came over and, and we had a playful thing of like Jersey's first date and like, well, what, what, what if, what if he's gay or transgender? And it's like, listen, you know, if we want to go there, we, we love our kids regardless. <laughs> I'm assuming that the girls will like boys and Jersey will like girls. And that's an assumption. If they turn out not to, then it's not it a does. big deal. But it, I mean, we can only, I'm not going to put that on them yeah. immediately. I mean, I can but only presume it's our job going back in, jumping into this conversation. It's just our job to love our children and, and let them naturally develop into who they are. And then we guide them the best way that we can, but whatever they turn out to be is going to be perfect. But I want you to finish your point. Um, yeah. So I had to, tiptoe that little line for a second but so what I'm saying is that affects it directly like and a lot of times as a female as a woman you don't realize it until you're a little bit older and then you maybe start looking back at your choices and you say wow the correlation is so obvious why didn't I see this before why didn't I think of this before in order in order to avoid certain situations or certain relationships or certain, you know, behaviors that I accepted. And, you know, sometimes like I'll say to you, I'm like, Justin, that was a bit aggressive, wasn't it? And you're like, well, you do that. I'm like, well, I'm not talking about me. Mm-hmm. You got to understand it's a completely different relationship. And mm-hmm. they see me completely differently than they see you. And that is so important. And, and I, I don't know if I've told you that before, but I want to tell you now, like, I think that you really need to consider that in however you react to whatever it is they do because especially this is a very much of a memory age from five on, like the memories, mm-hmm. they remember these things and it will forge who they are as women in terms of relationship with boys and men right. and what they will accept. And I don't want them regardless of they love you because you're their dad and they, they was just, that's how I was. I, my dad was just my dad. Like I loved him regardless. I still do obviously, but not until it was, I want to say too late that I say, wow, my dad really was a terrible example for me to, Mm -hmm. you know, well, I hope you're not saying that I I feel like in some way I, I started beating myself up too much in this podcast. And by the way, we don't edit this. We're going to air all this. So, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want people listening to think that I yell at the girls. No, I'm not even talking about yelling. Mm-hmm. I think I didn't say, that's why I didn't directly say yelling. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your you're just reaction talking about, in general. You're talking like, about, I, you're talking about the example I said is going to be what they look for in a male figure. Later not on even life. on purpose. It's, right. it's, it's going to be and, what and, they inherently accept. And, and, I, and I know that, and uh, I think about it a lot. And um, before having, well, not having the girls, obviously I adopted the girls, but before having kids, I always thought, you know, I never thought about having girls. You know, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a dad one day, I want to have boys because that's a macho thing, and, like, I can throw a football, like, whatever this cheesy thing is that guys think. But having girls, one thing I do think is that I, I get to be the example of a man set for my daughters as they grow up and men that they associate with or date or whatever. And that is a, that is a, an, an amazing honor. It really, really is. And um, if I evaluate myself, I think I'm doing a, a really good job. I think I could definitely do better, but I think I'm doing a, a really good job. Um, and, but sometimes I need to just stop as a dad in my tracks and just say, okay, this week, 
if the girls were growing up and they were 25 or 30 or whatever, what, would, I have, would I handle this if they were like a peer? You know what I mean? Because I think sometimes as, as adults, we just, we just kind of push our agenda on because we're, we're, we're bigger and well, you know, well, we're older. And, yep. and, and I, I don't think that's correct. I don't think that you know, anyone needs to do that. Yeah, uh, thinking of it that way, of would you handle it that way if they were your peer? But also, would you accept if you saw their right. boyfriend? Right, and so for, for me, just to let people know, like I am a, um, I'm a very disciplined person. Um, I'm very, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I have a, I'm very, um, how would I describe myself? I, I, I'm, when I describe myself, I, I'm describing something that I think is good about myself, that I'm very thoughtful about um, what I'm doing and other people's time and being responsible. But I think sometimes I not push that agenda, but I want the girls to be too much more like me. Instead, I need to, yeah, have them try to be not like me, but like that. If, if these are good principles to abide by, I need to try to have them be like that by understanding them and doing it obviously through compassion, which I think I do, and that, but sometimes you don't. And then that's when I get upset because I'm like, they're moving too slow, we're late, or like this and that. And, and like, I just need to stop and say, you know, am, is this the example that I want the girls to look for later on or potentially at any point in life? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, like I said, I, I think that that goes for fathers of daughters in general. And I, I can only speak from that perspective, obviously, um, because it is important. And it, it, it forges so much subconsciously in a little girl's mind. Yep. And, um, you know, you, you hope you're making the best impression possible. Um, you know, one of the things that I think that, <laughs> I don't know if I ever said it, that Alexis... Um, called me out on which I, I do a lot which is I don't know why I do I, I guess maybe my mom did it is saying you want to you want to get popped you want to get popped <laughs> but I never do anything you and then Alexis anything. the other what was it, a few weeks ago said mom you know you're always saying you want to get popped but you never do anything yeah. and I was like yeah I know because I would never pop you but I don't know it's just my way of saying right you and know? that's obviously something that you, you shouldn't say I mean, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I'm saying I know I shouldn't say it I know I never intend to do it and right. obviously they know that well, so the great it doesn't thing about mean anything the girls are five <laughs> but intellectually like they are really aware uh, in, in every aspect uh, especially in language and you know thought processing and how to articulate what they're thinking and so so they're they're at a like you said exactly between now and ten like this is a such a crucial age I think for us to really be the parents that we, not that we want to be, but that we should be and that we know is going to affect them years down, down the right. And, mm-hmm. and let, let me just say, if, like, if, you, if you listen to this for the entire time, well, one, thank you for listening. Um, but two, you know, I, I think that we're both great parents or good parents, or I don't know what good or great is, but I think we're, <laughs> I think we're you know, I think why, you know, I we, think, we care enough to think about what type of parents we are. Okay, that's why, exactly, you nailed it. It's not that I think that we're great, like, oh, I'm going to sit here and, and make a pompous statement like we're great parents. I think that we're great parents because we care a lot. And I think caring a lot is the first step in becoming better at anything because you care about something so much, you think about it, and you will figure out the things that will make you better at that because you care about it. And so for me, I'm a parent now a few years in, and I think that I'm better and better. I think I started out pretty good, and I think I'm, I'm still you know, good or great or whatever it is, but I think I can always be better. And um, 
and it just really, I just think about sometimes when my kids are older, I just want to be everything to my kids. I just want, I just want to be everything to them. And I want to be that person that when they look at another adult, they just like compare their mom and dad, you know, and that's what I really want. I really, really want that. Yeah, no, I absolutely. But I think that in order to achieve that, we have to, even in their five-year-old state, take what they say at face value. Because sometimes they, they have an interpretation of who we are, mm-hmm. and we're kind of like, huh, what are you talking about? But that's what they see. That's, yeah. that's what that means. That means that that's what they see. Yeah. So if we want... If we think it's different, then we need to put that out there to them. Yeah, you're right. Well, um, that's going to wrap it up. And, uh, you know, I have to be honest, that's not what I intended to talk about, but that's what we talked about. And uh, how do you guys feel about that, anyone listening? And by the way, before we forget, you know, please subscribe. Once again, wherever you're listening, um, any platform you're listening on, if you go to our website, McClurtwinsFamily.com, you can get the podcast from there as well. But if you can on Apple Podcast, um, please subscribe and leave a review. The, the, the reviews really matter, you know, when you type in something. That really, really matters because maybe at some point we can get some um, traction on Apple Podcasts and maybe get featured or something like that. But uh, I didn't plan on talking about this tonight, but, <laughs> you know, these podcasts are um, every Monday. So we don't really want to plan a lot of it because I think planning it makes it scripted. That makes it boring and that kind of makes it trite. And I want to make this, uh, you know, something that people enjoy. And a lot of it is like tonight, you know, digging into what we're doing and just maybe Mm -hmm. calling ourselves out and saying, hey, I could do better. We could do better. And uh, maybe by you listening to this, maybe you think to yourself that you could do better. And if so, you know, please let us know. Drop us an email at themcclurtwins at gmail.com. The last week in parenting at gmail. Oh, we have that address? Yes. I don't know we have that address. Okay. Or just find us on Instagram or social media and say hello there, whatever. Yes, but, uh, we, ha- we have last week in parenting at gmail.com. Ah, okay. Um, but anyhow, thank you guys so much and I uh, hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next week. We will see you. I mean, hear you will hear, you. hear from us. us. If you want we'll to see hear us, you. go to YouTube. <laughs> uh, we have a channel there, the McClure Algorithm, and obviously our fa- family channel, um, McClure Twins Family. I don't know what I'm talking right now. There's nobody listening to this at this point. There's nobody listening. You know, yeah, we signed off, off a couple minutes ago, and they're like, they've, oh, I'm they've gonna, trickled off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tune out and go wash dishes now. I heard all of it. So there's nobody listening right now. And if, and if you are, why are you listening? See you next week.